Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Well, hey there, my golf friend. How are you? So this is going to be available Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So I have an interesting (laughs) kind of message where I'm tying in Thanksgiving and golf. Yes, you can do that because golf is really just a microcosm of life. So I have a couple analogies to make between Thanksgiving and golf and just a different perspective to look at the two of them and just kind of hang in there with me to the end because I tie it all together. But before we get started, I do have a couple of amazing things that I want to talk about. I'm so excited because I have a new program coming out called the off season because we're going into the off season. Now, some of you I know are playing in different parts of the country where the weather's warm, but the golf tournament play for the most part is a little bit on a hiatus right now. So I have a program called the off season, which is the ideal time to work on your mental game. Most people think they need to work on their brain and how they're thinking on the golf course and all the emotions that they're struggling with and all the thoughts that are popping up in their head and how they're getting in their own way the day before a tournament. And I make the analogy, that's like, that's like trying to go on a diet the day before a wedding. It's just not, it's not going to happen. Okay. I've clearly done that a lot of times, not my own wedding, but just different parties. But yeah, that's not how it works. And the reason it doesn't work that way is because you have to shift your thinking. And just like it is to make a swing change, to shift your thinking takes time. It's just shifting and looking at things in a different way. I show people the way that they're thinking on the golf course and the way that it's holding them back. And for you to believe a new thought, takes a little bit of time. Sometimes it can be as easy as just a snap of a finger, but a lot of times it takes a little bit of work and some patience and persistence, but it's totally worth it. By the time you hit the season and you have a brand new mindset that you're taking out there with more confidence and calm and certainty and a blueprint so that you can map out how you're going to handle every round. So I think it's super powerful. I'm so excited about it. I'm offering the off-season boot camp in two different ways. One is in a group setting. It's three months long. We get on a call every week. It's a workshop setting. I talk, we do some Q&A and some coaching, and you have homework to do every week. So we're building on that mental skill every single week. If you miss a call, you get a replay, not a problem. And then I'm offering a smaller group, the foursome. So you can grab two of your friends and we make a foursome and we work together in a small group environment on Zoom each week, three months to get ready before the season hits. And then of course, if you're a self-paced person, you're self-motivated and you can do things on your own, then I totally encourage you to jump into the Master Your Golf Brain program, which is available right now. All the links will be in the description. I'm very excited about that. Look for notes on that if you're on my email list. And then I got an awesome message from somebody on Instagram, Rosalyn. And she sent me a note because she's a podcast listener. So I just wanted to give you a shout out and thank you so much for leaving that message. And she said, I took notes from the five tips to master your golf brain, sort out first tee jitters to a game with me yesterday. I did pretty well, memorized them, but it was comforting to have them in my bag. Game changer. Thank you so much. The breathing, one, two, three, four, five, and especially the five, four, three, two, one backwards counting was so brilliant. 
unbelievable how many times I needed to use the counting backwards to interrupt my negative thinking. Most tee shots, most chips, most putts. Also walking between shots was playing with some tricky dynamics that would usually have affected my game. Can't thank you enough. I love your podcast and I'm learning so much for both golf and life. I listened to each one several times. You are brilliant and really making a difference. So thank you, Rosalind. And I'm guessing you're from the UK or Australia since you said I was brilliant so many times. That's just not a thing (laughs) many people tell me, but I will take it. Thank you so much for listening. And I really appreciate the note. On to the topic of the day, Thanksgiving and golf. I have to tell you, so this is going to be a really, a little bit of an off a cuff (laughs) kind of podcast. I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving. I know. I know I might offend a lot of people. And the reason is, I think I just went through too many years. I had three kids in three years, preparing Thanksgiving, managing the kids, going through all the work and the shopping and making sure that everything was really nice for everybody. And then it's all like eaten in 30 minutes. And then there's a bunch of cleaning and putting away. I was like, it's just a little bit of overkill for me. It's just a little anticlimactic of a day. I like the day. I'm just not the biggest fan when I have to cook. Like cooking doesn't come easy to me. It's one of those things that it takes a lot of effort for me to cook, mental effort. My kids would tell you that I'm a pretty good cook. I would give myself a B minus. It's not easy. Cooking just takes a little bit too much effort for me. You know, With three kids, none of them like the same food. I felt like a short order chef, but I do throw a great party. So I am hosting this year. I'm going to have 15 or 16 people over to the house I wanted to make a comparison between what Thanksgiving and golf have in common. And this is what happens with golf and Thanksgiving is we worry about the results. Now, listen, I know you might be listening to this going, you know what? I'm ordering Publix in, you know, Whole Foods in or whatever. It's not a problem. Just picture a time (laughs) maybe when you had to cook or Christmas Day or something where you had a big party. But we worry about the results, right? We worry about making sure that everything is put together properly, that everybody's going to be happy at the end. Golf, we worry about our results too. And when we do that, we're really not focused on the time at hand. We're not present in the moment in either one of those situations. And then we don't show up as our true selves on the golf course or during the day. Another one is people. There's lots of people. (laughs) right? And if you listen to my podcast last last week, I talked about manuals and we have these little rule books for how people are supposed to behave during the day. You know, you're going to have your drunk uncle and you're going to have those uncomfortable political conversations or religious conversations. Or when I grew up, it was like four things you never talked about. I was always like told, don't talk about these in social settings. They probably haven't changed much, but they come up, right? So you can't control what other people do. And we have these manuals about how people are supposed to behave on and off the golf course. That was a lot about what I talked about in last week's podcast. So you have personalities are going to come together. People don't get along so well. There's going to be things that you don't like that people are doing. And there's going to be things that people don't like that you're doing. Right? So we have manuals on the golf course and on Thanksgiving that can affect how much we enjoy the day. Thanksgiving is a day to be grateful and thankful But one of the things that I have a lot of my clients do is they tell me these stories about how they're out there playing golf and they're having a miserable time. And then they shame themselves that they should be grateful that they're out there playing golf. They should be grateful that they're there playing this beautiful golf course, belonging to this club. You know, there's starving kids in China and Africa that I should be really thankful and grateful I'm there. And what I want to tell you is that while even with Thanksgiving, While the day is about being thankful, that's the design of the day, that doesn't mean that you have to be. You can have a crappy day and it's okay. 
You don't have to shame yourself into feeling like you should be grateful or thankful. It's okay to be upset. Just acknowledge it. But when you start shaming yourself that you're upset on the golf course, that you're playing Pebble Beach and you're ticked off, right? You're like, I should be so happy I'm out here. I'm just going to say you should. That's probably one of my favorite golf courses. (laughs) We've done that before. We're like, why aren't I just so happy to be here? I'm just really just kind of having a miserable day. Same thing with Thanksgiving, right? We can have a bad day where things aren't going our way or there's difficult conversations or you're just not enjoying whatever is happening. And then we're telling ourselves that we should be thankful that we're here and that we're grateful. And while you can find places for gratitude and thankfulness, I'm saying it's also an opportunity for you to allow yourself to be upset and not shame yourself for just having a bad moment or a bad time or not being totally happy about the way things are working out. That is fine too. Understand though, I'm just going to add that you are totally responsible for how you feel always. That's emotional responsibility. That's called emotional adulthood. You're responsible for your emotions. No one else, no one that shows up at Thanksgiving, that doesn't matter if the turkey is burnt. So one year we fried a turkey relatively new to the thing. I'm going to say internet wasn't super old. (laughs) There wasn't a lot of resources for us to look up. And he didn't check the propane tank. So we left it sitting basically in cold oil for two hours or however long a turkey cooks. We pulled it out with the outside kind of brown and we're like going, all right, I guess it looks okay. Totally raw inside. So luckily we had a backup turkey. But those are things like when your turkey doesn't turn out, it's not that that makes you upset. It's your thoughts about it that make you upset. So you're always in control of your emotions, no matter how the day goes. But that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be upset. Just acknowledge it. I'm upset because I'm thinking this about whatever the situation is and allow yourself to be upset. How long you stay upset is totally in your control and power too. But when you tap on shame that you should be grateful that it's Thanksgiving and all your family's there and all that stuff, it's harder for you to get past both of those emotions and get over to a place that you're going to enjoy the day more. That, that applies to golf too. If you have a crappy hole, you certainly don't want to stay in that negative emotion for the next shot and the next couple of holes because that's going to affect your score. So when you layer on shame that you should be grateful that you're out there, you're not helping the situation. Now you got two negative emotions to deal with. So I'm saying if you're having a bad moment or a bad conversation or something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, understand that you're in charge of your emotions and it's okay to have a negative emotion on Thanksgiving on a day that we should be grateful. Allow yourself to get through it so you can go on with your day. Number four, which is my favorite, perfectionism, which is probably part of why I don't like Thanksgiving. My perfectionism does come out, especially if I'm hosting. But yeah, perfectionism, we try and have a perfect day for everybody, right? We're afraid that things aren't going to go perfectly. We're afraid of failure, whether it's on the golf course or in Thanksgiving. And that can really paralyze us and make the day way less pleasurable, right? We become very intolerant of any mistakes when we're perfectionist on and off the golf course, We guard against them, actually, right? We're almost in prevent mode, trying to prevent mistakes from happening. And when we do that, we're not relaxing into the day and enjoying the company and enjoying the moments. The same thing with golf course, because mistakes are going to happen on the golf course and on Thanksgiving. You're going to burn some rolls. You're not going to like the green bean casserole. All right. Can we just talk how many people like green bean casserole? (laughs) It's not my favorite. Oh my gosh. I just like the crispy things on top, but the rest of it... Yeah, I'm a a pass on that. But there's going to be things that aren't going to be perfect. And that's okay. We have to allow the mistakes on Thanksgiving. We have to allow the mistakes on the golf course. And the fifth thing I want to talk about is that 
dealing with all the emotions. Just like in golf, we can experience so many emotions in one round. It's unbelievable. Negative and positive. Sometimes in one hole. Same thing with Thanksgiving. Anticipate experiencing all the emotions. You're going to be irritated and frustrated and annoyed and happy and excited and all the things because you're dealing with different people or you're maybe you're not. Maybe you're home alone and there's all kinds of different emotions in that too. But you want to allow the emotions to be there. Don't push them away. Don't avoid them. Don't resist them. You just make them bigger in that process. Allow yourself to experience all the emotions. They're going to show up on Thanksgiving and show up on the golf course. And this is the last thing I want to tell you. Life and golf are 50-50. They're 50% positive and 50% negative. We need that contrast in life. We need the contrast of the good with the bad. We need the happy and the sad. If we're not willing to experience sad, we don't really get to appreciate happy, right? If we're not willing to experience frustrated, we're not willing to experience relieved or calm or confident. We have to be willing to step into the 50-50 of life so that we can live the full spectrum of all the emotions that are available to us. As humans, we often don't want to experience any of the negative emotions. We think that they're bad or there's something wrong. It's just part of the human experience. It is just a vibration that comes from a thought. It is not bad and it is part of our human experience. And when we try and push them away or we try to avoid them, that's when we run into so many struggles. We feel so entitled to just experience life in the positive side of the spectrum. There's so many things available to right now in society that we can buffer our way away from a lot of negative emotions, right? We feel uncomfortable or frustrated or bored. We can eat, we can drink, we can Netflix, we can Amazon, right? We can do all the things we can get on our phone, right? And play all the games. They know how to work. They being corporations and companies know how to work our brain to give us these little dopamine hits that will get us addicted to that and out of that negative emotion. But I want to tell you that that negative emotion never goes anywhere. All you do is buffer over it. Be willing to experience the 50-50 of Thanksgiving, the 50-50 of life, and the 50-50 of golf. Now, sure, are you going to have some days on the golf course in life where I call them green light days or everything's like peachy creamy, you catch all the green lights, easy day, love these days, why can't I have more of them? Then you're going to have days where it's just all red lights. Those are the days that you want to have the skills to get through them and not make them mean anything and not buffer your way out of them. And you have most of the days are like a little mixture of, of red and green. And that's the same way on the golf course. We have bad shots, bad holes, good shots, and good holes. Rarely do we have a green light day on the golf course where everything is amazing. We make all the putts, we hit all the fairways, we hit all the greens. And rarely on Thanksgiving does everything go perfectly where it's a green light day. Allow the 50-50. Cause this is the thing. You want to fall in love with the process. You want to fall in love with the process of learning the game of golf. You want to fall in love with the 50-50 of it, the ups and the downs, the emotions that you're dealing with, the thoughts that you have to manage, the mechanics that you're trying to learn. You want to love the whole process. And when you can love the whole process, then the results will come to you. Then you're not in a hurry to get somewhere because you're content right where you are. And that's the same with Thanksgiving. (laughs) This is me giving myself a pep talk for tomorrow. When you can love the process of Thanksgiving, enjoy the cooking, enjoy the burnt rolls or the uncooked, maybe don't have to really enjoy the uncooked turkey, but when you can enjoy the process, when you can anticipate that the day is going to be 50-50 and I can handle all of it, there's going to be some negativity, there's going to be some positive things, 
It might all be a green light day and that's fine, but I can handle anything that comes my way. I'm willing to experience all of it, all the 50-50. Then the day is going to be so much sweeter. All right, my friend, I'm so thankful for you for coming and listening to my podcast and I hope you have or had a beautiful Thanksgiving. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you next week. 